You and your friend have been following a dog sanctuary on Facebook for a while now. And then uh, you found out that the place was actually about an hour away from where you lived. You signed up to volunteer as soon as, as soon as you could. And they wanted you to come over to help them that weekend. Freaking out, you drove with, uh, with a friend to a farm upstate, thinking about all the dogs you'll be petting in less than an hour. A slight woman in a purple polo and green shorts greets you at the entrance with a pleasant smile and a kind voice. You must be carrying Gerard. Uh, you'll be dealing with most of the older dogs today. You'll play, play with them, give some meds, feed them. I'll ask you to stay away from the green barn. That's where some of the more aggressive and sensitive dogs are at. Very few people are allowed there. But you can go into the purple barn. There's some of the quote-unquote weirder dogs there. Your eyes light up and go to the purple purple barn. Uh, please don't take any pictures while you're in there. Welcome to Creepy Critters, a podcast where I still don't have an intro for. My name is Jesse Cooper, and with me today is Olivia. Yeah, she's new friend. And we're going to be talking about dogs. Because apparently, I subconsciously took a break from all the murder cryptids. Don't know why. I'm having another. Next month is just because of how stuff is going, I'm probably also going to have another month of acute cryptids that don't murder people. <laughs> so, yay! What should I call it? Should I call it creepy cuties or cute critters? Hmm. Creepy cuties. <laughs> creepy cuties, okay. Yeah, well this, today we're going to be talking about dogs. Or things that are dog-like. Or have dog things in their name. Really, only two of these are actual dogs, and then the other two are just something that is dog-like. One of them actually isn't a dog at all; it's a lizard. What do you, do you have any uh like cryptid things you like to talk about briefly before we start? I mean, you know, I grew up in New Jersey, so I was always into cryptids. Um, I know you've done the Jersey Devil, and I sort of my interest started there, and then it went to you know the Chupacabra, kind of the classic cryptid dog. Um, which I think drinks chicken blood. So <laughs> I'm excited to hear what you've, what you've got. Yeah. Well, um, if you're into very horrifying and creepy, uh, creepy cryptids, just look at any of the Filipino, I mean, Philippines cryptids. I'm probably going to have a lot of those in the future because they're horrific. <laughs> so... Um, yeah, we're going to be talking about four dogs, or two dogs, and then two things that have dog-like things about them. Well, one is only the size of a dog. I, I just like it, so that's why I added it to this one. <laughs> I'm going to talk about is, is probably my favorite one we have, uh, that I have, and it's called the Tea Kettler. Before we get started, what do you think the Tea Kettler is? The Tea Kettler? Yeah. God. Oh man, I don't know. I don't know. That that just sounds like a horrible kitchen demon. No, in fact, it's almost the opposite. <laughs> a by kitchen demon, it would be a um dining room angel. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, 
Well, the tea kettler or the Urosion Iblibision. Mm, that that was horrible. Some of these have like fake like Latin names. Is a legendary creature from American lumberjack tales from Minnesota and Wisconsin, or as I say, actually true creatures, because they're all true, and we're playing in a space where all of this is real. <laughs> it resembles a small subby-like dog with the ears of a cat. So it's basically just a, uh, it's basically a corgi. Right. In fact, almost all the pictures that people drew of this, it, it's just corgis. Just <laughs> corgis. Just like, oh, with little booties and be like, I'm a corgi. <laughs> and um, it gets its name from the sound it makes, which is akin to that of a boiling tea kettle. It only walks backwards by choice. It can walk forward, but it likes walking backwards. Like a lobster. And, yes. And because this dog, it knows what it wants, and it wants to walk backwards. Well, sound like a tea kettle. <laughs> its steam issues from its mouth, and it makes a whistle. Only a few lumberjacks have ever seen them, as they are very shy. But, you know, if you happen to hear a boiling tea kettle in the middle of nowhere, there's probably a tea kettler close by. I'm just imagining <laughs> the Minnesota loggers <laughs> finding a Steam, steam kettle corgi. Well, I'm, well, we're stepping out of the space for a moment. All the characters, well, all the creatures I'm talking about today are all fearsome critters, which is basically all lumberjack tall tales, where they just make up a story to tell to the to the young new person to scare them. Like, have you ever heard of snipe hunting? Yes. The snipe was made up by. Uh, lumberjacks. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I will eventually do an episode on the snipe, but um, it's something that I also did. I also told like the young like Boy Scouts whenever I was in Boy Scouts, because I was the one of the older kids, so I was the the one of the leaders by default, and we would tell them to go snipe hunting. Really, it was just to get them to go to sleep earlier because they'd run around chasing after bird noises. I like I like the tea kettler because it's just a corgi. It's just a little stubby corgi just rocking around backwards so you get to see its little booty shake the entire time. It's like, choo-choo. Except that's not what this sounds like. I can't do a tea kettle noise. There's probably like a uh, there's probably like a, tr- a train horn one. It's just like, choo-choo, chugga-chugga-chugga. I'm a dog. And that's what it's like. <laughs> I imagine this is a very, uh, just a very good boy as well. Although that brings me questions. Why do we have little stubby like dogs in the woods? Because the reason why we have stubby like dogs with us as humans in our settlements is because we bred them that way. So did a bunch of like tea kettle wolves like <laughs> just start doinking until they made stubby leg woods? What's like the, uh, what are the, the cats called that have the stubby little legs? There's a, that they, like, didn't they naturally breed that way on an island? Like ragdoll cats or something? Munchkin. Munchkin cats. I feel like that's more of a, a, a beauty in the eye of the beholder things, type things. It's like, yo, I like those, I like those uh, little legs you got there, honey. And then, and then they started like smooching and making little munchkin cats. <laughs> 
But uh, what do you think about the tea kettler? Um, I really love it as as a tall tale because it's like it's like not it's not very terrifying. Um, and like you said, it's just like an adorable image of, of like a little backwards dog train. Yeah, it's just like it's just shake its little booty going chugga 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 chugga. I don't know why I wanted to be a train, but I do. <laughs> Mostly because I'm thinking of like a train of corgis just back walking backwards. My favorite thing about them is they walk backwards by choice. They can walk forward all they want, but they just don't want to. It's more fun going backwards. Well, you know, if they walked forward, they would be getting their own steam in their face, and it's just... Uh, This also brings a couple other things. Um, It does have steam. It's not just, like, imitating the sound. It's actually boiling stuff inside of itself, and then... So does can these also be fire breathing if they tried hard enough? Can you imagine like a little like a little like little Corey just being like arf arf? That's flames. Maybe I'm not exactly sure. I like to imagine that they also secretly have fire. I might just add more to onto this. Like the older ones know how. Oh, the young ones know the young ones breathe fire because their fire sometimes their fires get too hot in them and they have to release it. I like that, it's yeah. Cool. But so so as they get older the fires in them cool and they don't have to let off steam as much. Yeah, yeah, it's like a kinda like a younger thing. Like like the older ones it's kinda like they do steam and stuff and they still make the noise but they don't do it as much. So that's how you can tell like a young one from an old one. The ones that fire breathe are the young ones and the ones that don't make as much noise are the are the um all the older ones. Now, let's talk about the next one. The Axe Handle Hound. Uh, the Axe Handle Hound is from Minnesota and Wisconsin. So, same area. Oh, they probably they were probably play together. Okay, sorry. Well, I'll tell you what it is first and then we'll and then we'll uh make up stories about how how these dogs just play with each other. So, it resembles a dog roughly that's roughly axe-shaped. It has the head shaped like an axe blade, hence the name. And then it has an axe, and then it has a handle-shaped body on top of stubby short legs. <gasps> oh, these are just little doggies. Okay. And it subsists in, on a diet uh, consisting entirely of handles of axes that were left unattended. Untended. Just the handles? Well, you weren't here when I talked about the opium fish. This one makes more sense. There's a fish that eats nothing but opium. Your cat apparently wants to eat that fish. <laughs> apparently, he's a he's a secret. Uh, yeah, he's a secret opium fiend. Well, so is most of the country right now. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to get into the opioid crisis. But so, so the axe. What, sorry, it's it's the axe head dog handle axe handle axe. Hound. Axe handle hound. <laughs> it makes me think of like a Lewis Carroll character, a creature. Like, I think in the movie there's like a an an like an animate hammer walking around at some point. And I just that's what I keep thinking of is that, but like with an axe head and a tail. So it's a nocturnal creature. And it cat travels camp to camp, searching for its next meal. So it just goes around being like, hey, you're, you're a bad lumberjack. Nom, 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 nom. 
enjoy whittling a new axe handle, and it just goes on to the next one. It's adorable. In Minnesota, there is a canoe access campground named Axe Handle Hound after the creature. Yep. It's near a the Voyager's National Park, close to the town of Linden Grove. So we have two we have two little little doggies that have little stubby legs and little stubby bodies just doing stuff. Do you think they play together? Oh gosh, I hope so. I just I these really you weren't kidding when you said these were like creepy cuties. <laughs> they're both they're just like so incredibly charming. They, yes, they are. Wait, give me a moment. Um I'm going to send you a picture of the of the dog. There's the Axandle Hound. That's a it's a drawing. Adorable. Oh! Oh my god, it's so much cuter than I was picturing it in my head. Yeah, it is. Uh, tea kettler. I'm gonna send you a picture of the tea kettler as well. Because everyone draw. Everyone. Like, this is one of the cutest ones I've seen. Anyway. I like that one, but, but the axe handle hound is definitely number one for me. Yeah, and here's another, uh, a picture that um, the Pine Baron Institute apparently comes from them. Like, <laughs> it's, just, it's just adorable. They're just tiny little dogs that walk backwards. Oh my gosh, I like too that the way the tails they're they are like um, teacup handles. <laughs> yeah, I don't I, like they. It's so happy. I like it. So now we're going to talk about the oomph. The oomph is a is a another fearsome critter, or, or as I like to say, actually real critter, about the size of a dog, but looks the, looks like uh, the cross between a big lizard and a toad with long claws and sharp spines across its back and big spots. They go hunting for bird, uh, bird eggs and nests, and when they find one, uh, when they find one, they make a noise deep, deep down in the throat. That sounds like oomph, oomph, oomph. Uh, yeah, so that's pretty much it. Just, just, it's just a little lizard thing that says oomph about the size of a dog. <laughs> what do you think about that one? Uh, I, uh, I don't know. That's just, I'm not a big toad fan, so. Oh, I like toads. I like frogs. Uh, toads, uh, we, we had a dog growing up that would always try and eat toads and then they would she would start foaming at the mouth from something they secrete from their skin and it's just toads covered in like foam and dog slobbers like my only thought when it comes to toads oh, okay but that's so cute that's like it's that's like a, a bulldog mixed with a chameleon that's, yeah that's oh i like that yeah and it's just it's just cute and have one other. We have one other thing. And this is probably going to be a slightly shorter episode just because there's not much. These are just these are just things that lumberjacks told each other that didn't scare people. <laughs> it's like, hey, look, there's little there's a little cute doggy over there. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I imagine the axe handle hound was like used for like pranks all the time. Well, it's it's like the like, it's a perfect it's a perfect excuse for like if you lose your axe, it's not my, not no, my no, fault. Just axe, just axe handle. Yeah, because the metal's gonna be there. Like you just like you just take the axe, 
axe handle from someone or burn out the axe handle and when they left and be like, well, it looks like the axe handle hound ate it. You should have been more careful, newbie. The last one we have, it, it's more of a... This one could be scary if it was actually harmful to humans, but it isn't. Um, it is called the Boat Hound. It is another fearsome creature. A fearsome critter, I should say, from North America. It has a long uh, body like a boat with big frog-like feet and four ears. With the front two, it can hear everything in front of it. And with the back two, it can hear everything behind it. It has a big mouth like an alligator. And during the night, the creature looks for boats that careless people forgot to tie up. And when it finds one, it swallows it right down. And during the day, it sleeps at the bottom of the lake. Okay, so so it's a boat-shaped dog that eats boats. With a crocodile mouth. It has four ears. It has some it has butt ears. Right. Four e- of course, can't forget that. Yeah. Yeah, like this one's also I like this one as well. It's a good one for pranks. You're like, well, so it looks like so it looks like you got your boat ate, eaten by the boat hound. <laughs> I'm just trying to decide like <laughs> I guess it's boat-shaped so that it can more easily swallow boats, but I'm, like, trying to decide if it's, like, what kind of boat it's shaped like. Rowboat? A canoe? I'm imagining since it's on a lake, it's probably a rowboat. Rowboat or canoe. The picture is not good, either. Oh, no. Oh, gosh, no, I do- that's- that's- (laughs) Oh my gosh, that's really that's really terrifying. It's not that terrifying. It's like a I don't know. I don't know why I dislike it's like um land shark. Well, I mean technically it's a lake shark. I mean true, but it's it has little feet. <laughs> it has yeah, it has little feet and it has little it has little ears and it has little eyes and it has a big old mouth that eats boats. <laughs> How could you hate that, Olivia? Yeah, I, I don't know what I'm thinking, not embracing <laughs> that fully. Yeah, but like I like this one as well, because it's also good prank fodder. Right, no, that's that's true. You steal someone's boat. And be like, well, someone was bad with their boat, so I'm going to teach them a lesson and tell them it was this thing. And then be like, psych! Or you just steal their boat. You just straight up steal their boat. <laughs> and tell them it was this. <laughs> Oh my god, I just, this is, I feel like this is just, like, the level of, I, I don't know, I, like, I, I'm gonna have to start making up my own, my own, uh, uh, creatures for the sake of stealing other people's shit. <laughs> I mean, why not? It's, <laughs> it's just like, well, it looks like the pen fairy took your pen because you, you left it on my desk and it was supposed to be in your pocket. <laughs> Oh, the Pittsburgh sewer, sewer koalas always stealing uh, your de- your deck furniture. And just always, it's it's so weird. They only like eating wicker furniture, <laughs> and they only do it at night. And it's a koala, but with the front arms of a praying mantis. I don't know. They're weird. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of, let's make it. 
you know what in the spirit in the spirit of this episode because almost all of this was is for pranks these are all prank animals and by that i mean they're they're they were created by god to be prank animals <laughs> because these are totally true animals okay so if we w- let's make let's make a lumberjack style cryptid that does something benign but also kind of annoying. I feel like one that steals bikes, although that one's annoying because I would hate that. That would, that would I, I would hate that one. Okay, it's the it's the uh, it's a shoe goblin. Okay, it's a shoe goblin. What it does is it unties your shoes while you're not looking. Man, that'd be that'd be that'd be a real dick shoe goblin. Well, yeah, it does. It just unties your shoes. So, you know, it's just like, well, I know I tied my shoes. And it's just like, well, guess what? The shoe goblin got under your desk and untied it and went away. Sometimes it eats the little uh, plastic ends that makes it easy for it to go through your shoe. Like like car gremlins that change your your car seat position. Oh, yeah. So it's like so slight. You're just like, hey, I don't, I don't know why this feels different today. Because no one else has driven my car. And and the card gremlin also makes the music volume way too loud occasionally. So when you turn on your te- whenever you turn on your car, when you're blasted with those noises, it's the car goblin. Okay. It just yes, it doesn't it doesn't do anything. It, I mean, sh- car gremlin. It doesn't do anything that like will actively hurt you. Mm-hmm. Will just slightly change things. The only evidence of its existence is like that slight layer of fuzz and grit that develops on the coins that you keep in the cup holder for toll booths. Yeah, this is actually perfect for a, a benign, belevel- uh, malicious uh, cryptid. Yeah, if you have that little layer of grime in your cup holder, car gremlin. Yep, that's that's what it is. Because that's where it hides out. They're actually very tiny. And sometimes you can capture them at the uh, in the edge of your uh, eyesight at night, but like very rarely. Yeah. So, I wouldn't be surprised if that's actually a thing somewhere out there. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So now, my favorite part of the show. We're gonna do. We're it's so this segment is called. Make it sexy slash make it YA slash make just a story. So we're going to have to make a story about our, all four of these cryptids. We can either make it a YA story, a sexy gritty story, or just a story. Hmm. I'm leaning away from sexy because all of these critters have short stubby legs and horrifying mouths so <laughs> i don't know i think you're kink shaming automatically there some people might be think of those munching cats they they saw they saw short legs and they're just like mm, you have terrifying mouths but i like you because cats have terrifying mouths i imagine they also think they're terrifying i'm thinking a camp like a camp summer camp story all right yes and what would it be called? Okay, so I think I think the tea kettler and the axe handle hound would both be from the same camp. Yeah, definitely. They're they're like 
cousins. Yeah, they're like cousins. Um, and uh, they're in a competition with the other side of the lake, which has the boat hound and the oomph. And the oomph is kind of like uh, the, the bully sidekick, because the boat hound is a bully. And they're rich for some reason. I don't know. Like, I guess only rich people can afford a boat to feed themselves. Right. To feed themselves. I also really like the idea of the oomph riding on the boat hound's back. Like, and all it does is it, all it does is say like yeah yeah just like a little <laughs> shoulder shoulder gremlin yeah it's just like yeah and then and then it like and it and it does like a thing mm-hmm. whenever it's trying to like scare people you know it's just like <laughs> and oh wait 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 even better. One is a math mathlete side, and that's the little that's little stubby dogs, and they have eye, eyeglasses as well. This is an eighties uh, summer camp movie, by the way. Right, right. And they have they have they have they have glasses on, and it's adorable because they're tiny. And everyone makes fun, of, and everyone makes fun of the tea kettler because he decides to walk backwards. Because he does it by choice. He everyone knows he can walk forward. He did it a couple of years ago. Now all he does is walk backwards. And and they have to and they have to like have a um, what's a what's a summer camp thing? Oh, the rich kids! The rich kids are gonna buy the other side of the camp. Oh man! And then the uh, the the axe handle hound like, and the um, tea kettler have to have to save camp. Yes, yes. So they have to save the camp by winning a game that they that it seems like they'd be bad at at first. Hmm. Oh, a, a boat racing. Yeah, so I'm thinking thing. a boat race where the uh, boat hound thinks he's got an end because he basically is shaped like a boat. He is a boat. But the tea kettler is able to use his steam to make a steam engine. Yes, exactly. Or like inflate a little sail. Or something. Something. Yes. Something. Uh, like I, I'm liking this so far. I can imagine being like a, a like a animated thing. Uh, yeah, I think that's it. Really. I, I see. The thing is with the other ones, like I can be like, well, I can kind of make this into a sexy thing. But honestly, I don't know if I can. I, I view all, of, I view all but the boat hound as my perfect little children who I just need to hug. Right. They're t- they're too cute. I don't. I don't. I don't need them to be anything else. <laughs> I don't need them to be anything else either. I just need them to be spunky. Yeah. Yeah, like a like a 13-year-old camp goer who just wants to have fun. And one of them is weird and walks backwards all the time. <laughs> the other one looks out for his dorky cousin even though his cousin is super weird. Yes, and the tea kettler's the younger one too. Oh. The tea kettler's just weird. Oh. I like that even better. This would be a great little, okay. like, just webcomic, like a cryptid summer camp. I would not be surprised if there isn't one already. If you think about it, because I have to avoid do with, like, the multi... Well, I have to just avoid, in general, the whole um, boarding school or, like, boarding school anime thing for all these cryptids, because they all fit in a boarding school anime. <laughs> Every single one of them, no matter what they are. Even the corpse horse, the one that I'm thinking about doing soon. 
after I do the Creepy Cuties month. Which is technically this month as well, but next month I'm going to be doing it as well. Because, you know, why not? Um, but like, yeah, like, yeah, I don't know. There's not much more I could say, honestly, about it. There's not much to these. It's just I wanted, I just wanted to talk about them because they're also cute. They're so cute. I'm so happy to learn about these because most of the cryptids I read about are, uh, well, Jersey Devil's my main dude and he's terrifying, but I kind of love him. And then you've got, my parents live on Lake Champlain now, so we've got Champ, which terrifying uh and you know you know you've got the chupacabra you've got uh you know sam squanch (laughs) sasquatch not a lot not a lot of cute cryptids so i'm really happy you taught me about these guys oh i'm gonna have another few episodes about cute cryptids as well because they're they're cute actually i might need to spread one of them out next month is probably going to be one uh creepy cuties and one just uh horrifying uh horrifying cryptid that's a corpse on a horse it's a corpse centaur with one eye and he chases people down until he until he gets them and then eats them yeah you know (laughs) good also there's another one that i found that is basically just a sexual assault bat oh no so um do you have anything to plug nope I, I create no? no content at the moment. Uh, I I write fan fiction sometimes, but that's about it. Oh, is it embarrassing fan fiction? Um, I mean, <laughs> by that, yes. You know, I, I I'm I'm struggling to be proud about it. It's it's very it's very good therapy for me. I, I write Invader Zim fan fiction, so I'm really you know just going back to the is, early two is- thousands. Uh, that's that's the year I like the early early to mid two thousands. Yeah. AKA the worst nostalgia point to have. Yeah, it's not a good one. <laughs> it's not a good nostalgia point, but I have it. Yeah, and it's mine because I get I get the uh, I get like the Invader Zims and stuff, and I get like uh, I don't know if you read like Slave Labor graphics, but like graphics the like that. But you know, you get other things like Johnny the Homicidal Maniac and oh, yeah. the cute little dead girl. Oh yeah. And other things like that. And also, you get all the emo shit that I'm still super, like, part of me still wants to be, like, just the most emo kid in the world. I know, sometimes <laughs> it's so, I dusted off my black and hot pink high top converse the other day and was like, you know, it might be time, it might be time to start wearing these again. No, it's just like, for some whatever reason, I don't know. Why not? Why not? Like, you know, I could I can start reading, you know, Johnny Homicidal Maniac again, and I still have Lenore with a cute little dead girl on my shelf. Oh no, I still have the whole episode where Ragamuffin gets scabies and all all that diseases starting with S. I don't think I remember that, but well, I mean, you should go and read it because it's it's very immature and funny to someone who is an edgy twelve year old. <laughs> As edgy as a twelve-year-old can be, <laughs> Edge, edgy, edgy twelve-year-olds who whose favorite episode of TV for the longest time was the episode of Invader Zim called Dark Harvest, where he just tries to get as many human organs as possible so he could be the most human. Yep, it's like three hearts, 
10 spleens. <laughs> I just love the end of that episode where he, um, I'll slice it like a, the quote, but like he's going for his physical and he has multiple, and he's just a pile, he's literally a sack of human organs, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he like tucks an intestine back into his mouth. Your stupid plan won't work, Zim. You'll never pull this off. You speak craziness, Earth Boy. More organs means more human. It will work. There! Why, you're one of the healthiest little children I've ever seen! And such plentiful organs! So yeah, I have nothing to plug aside from just the shameful admission that I write Invaders in fan fiction, so people are welcome to try and find it, but I'm not going to tell them where it is. <laughs> oh, I'm going to try to find it. <laughs> Wait, is there any kissing? There's going to be. It's taking a very long time. There will be kissing. Okay. Because if Dim, if Dib and Zim do not like have a hot, steamy romance from all the hate they had forever, then you I mean I don't know if I can read. Right. It. I, see, that's yeah. I don't understand the point of of it unless that's not the end. So I mean, they have they have to like not necessarily hate fuck, but at least hate makeout. Right. No. Exactly. It just takes a while to get there. Yeah, it so, takes so long to get there. So that's the two things I do with like graduate school and, and fan fiction. Well, um, I have another podcast called Alphabet Flight, which I go through all of the characters in the official handbook of the Marvel Universe, 89 edition, uh, alphabetically. Um, by the time this comes out, I'll be post 200 episodes, so... I'm not even halfway through yet. <laughs> so, um... So that's going to be fun. And besides that, uh, you can look at my cat, a.k.a. my cute little cryptid with four thumbs. Yeah, he has four thumbs. I bet you don't have four thumbs. Well, my cat does. And he uses them to scratch real good. <laughs> um, but uh, you can go to at Marvelous Mooch on Instagram for that. And uh, thank you for listening. Um. You know, maybe if you hear a tea kettle in the middle of the woods, maybe there's a cute little doggy just walking backwards, getting closer to you. Bye.